of Luke, Luke's Gospel, the 24th chapter, and we're going to read beginning with the first 11 verses. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 11. I'm reading from the New King James uh, Version. It says, Now the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they said uh, uh, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Remember what I told you. They didn't roll the tomb. The stone wasn't rolled away so he could get out. Hallelujah. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? I could preach a message on that. Hallelujah. He is not here, but is risen. Remember how He spoke to you when He was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified the third day, rise again. And they remembered His words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them, who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. Lord, as we come today, we thank you because we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are alive. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for the price you paid for our transgressions. I ask God that you will give us all the strength to be the witnesses that we need to be to continue to spread this word until the day you return again. In Jesus' name, let the church say, you can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to talk just briefly today about the glory of the risen Christ. The glory of the risen Christ. Today marks the greatest hope the world has ever known. Since the first man rose from the dust of planet earth, he has been dreading and feared the day he would have to return to that same dust. Many achievements have been made in the diary of modern man, and he has been able to defeat many of his enemies and foes. But there's one enemy, one enemy still lurked in the shadows, quietly waiting the chance to conquer and destroy. That enemy I'm talking about, church, is death. Something happened in history little over 2,000 years ago that would forever change the destiny and final outcome of mankind. Jesus Christ defeated death, hell, and the grave. He brings hope today that we who have believed and follow Him will never be defeated by the grave. 
The glory of the risen Christ will fill the souls of all who trust in Him and repent of their sins and commit their lives to the risen Lord. Today, Jesus Christ offers to us what He offered to the world back in His day. He handpicked certain followers, men that He would instill knowledge and wisdom into, trying to uh, uh, prepare them for the day of His crucifixion. You see, Jesus didn't come into this world to sit down on the throne of a natural kingdom. That's what they were looking for. That's what they were wanting. They was wanting somebody to come in and to defeat the Romans, kick them out of town, and become their king and their leader. But Jesus knew that they had far more greater needs in their life than what they ever imagined or realized. There are people in this world today that's suffering. There's more suffering going on this planet today, I think, that ever has been. This world is in an uproar. People don't know what to do. We're living in the days, Brother Randy, that Jesus said that men's heart would fail them for fear. But you know what? People still cannot realize what their greatest need is. We can't realize what our greatest need is. Somebody might think their greatest need is to have a financial uh, miracle met or, or have a healing done or, or, or this thing or that thing. But the greatest need in your life is that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, our home church right here, we, we've come to the point we realized a long time ago that we're not here declaring nothing from men. We're not declaring man-made doctrine, man-made religion, and man-made rules. I'm not here to tell you that you got to do this thing and do that thing, or you can't go over here, you got to go over there. Hallelujah. I'm not here to give you a new set of rules, but I'm here to offer you a man this morning, a man by the name of Jesus Christ, who can pick you twisted and broken life up and recreate you and make you a fish in you and make a difference in your life. I could care less about man-made denominations. Somebody said, Brother Sammy, what do you think? How do you feel about the Baptist church? Or the Methodist church. Well, I feel the same thing about the Baptist church and the Methodist church as I do the Apostolic and the Pentecostal church. The church name don't mean squat. Amen. It don't mean squat. People are thinking a sign on the church is going to take them to heaven, but they're going to wake up in hell. We call ourselves Christians. But we don't offer the greatest thing that Jesus offered while He was here, and that's love. I 
understanding, compassion, and friendship. And com- hey, when somebody is down, they don't need for somebody to come along and tell them how low they are. If I'm wallowing in the mud, I don't need you to come say, "Hey, brother Sam, you're you're falling down there." I need you to lift your hand up to me and pull me up. That is the glory of the risen Christ. That is the glory of the risen Christ. We're not talking religion around here. We're talking relationship. We're talking relationship. We're talking the glory of the risen Christ. But I want to talk just a little bit about the hardened souls of men. There is something about our nature which causes us to reject the teaching of the cross and fail to understand what it all really means. Even the closest allies and followers of Jesus failed to get what He was trying to tell them the three and a half years that He walked among them. He tried to tell them. He told them time and time again, I'm going to be delivered in the hands of sinners. I've got to suffer. I've got to die. But I'm going to rise again. For some kind of reason... Their hearts was hardened to that. They didn't understand it. And when it happened, instead of rejoicing in the glory of what had taken place, they all cut tail and run. They hid. They went to their homes and to their houses and pulled down the window shades, afraid of what was, if, if whether or not they was going to be next or not. And then on the first day of the week when Mary Magdalene and Mary and Joanna and Several of the ladies come to bring spices because, see, he, he was killed in such a hurry and it was on the, uh, 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 the Passover and the preparation of the Sabbath. They didn't have time to do all the, the rituals that they normally do right. to somebody who died. They, the Jews had this rituals they went through and they, they put all kind of spices and if they had preparation of the body. They didn't have time to do all that. Brother Travis, this world is hurting. There are people who are walking down these streets that don't know how they're going to survive tomorrow. They don't know where their next meal is coming to. You know what? Sister, they ain't got time for the rituals. Come on now. They don't have time for the rituals. Hallelujah. These people that are lost, died on the way to hell, don't have time for us, brother. They're going up here and doing what we've been taught in cemetery. I mean seminary. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God and painting our pretty church beside the first church of the holes and froze and chosen. Glory to God. With no spirit and no life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And all the rituals we're going to... It, it always amazed me. And one of the churches I was brought, the song leader would get up there, and he said, everybody turn the page such and such now. And we're going to sing Amazing Grace. And we're going to sing the first, second, and the third stanzas. Hallelujah. But you know what? 
Once I developed a relationship with Jesus Christ, I forgot what a stanza was. I began to get up and the Holy Ghost began to fall. And I began to sing, sing the same word two or three times, 50 times. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I looked over. I would look over. Amen to my brother. And I say, Oh, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, say, what do you think about Jesus? Well, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, he's all right, all right. Well, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, what do you think about Jesus? Well, what do you think about Jesus? People call up in rituals don't understand that. All those ladies coming to the tomb, they thought, man, we got to get up early. These rituals have got to be performed. But you know what Jesus did? He messed up the ritual. He's been messing up rituals ever since. They were walking to the tomb. One of them ladies looked over to the other and says, Sis, we just poor frail ladies. How are we going to get that stone right away? What are we going to do? How are we going to get there? They didn't know what they was going to do, but they kept walking by faith just the same. Oh, somebody didn't hear that. They didn't know how they was going to handle the situation they was coming up against. But they kept walking in the way, Brother Kenneth. That's faith. That's faith. Hallelujah. The devil whispers in a lot of our ears and say, How are you going to survive this? How are you going to get over this? Oh, oh, you can't never get back up there in church. Oh, yeah, God might forgive you, but people won't never count on you no more. Who cares what people does? Hallelujah. People didn't save you. People didn't deliver you. People didn't set you free. Don't worry about people. Keep walking by faith. When they got there, the stone was rolled away. The ritual was over. They got busy, went back to the rest. They didn't believe them. They said, them women are just a bunch of idle tales. They just a bunch of idle tales, them lady. You see, they had a hardened heart. They had a hardened soul. Hebrews eleven, chapter three, verses seven, eight. And I'm, I'm trying to rush. Says, wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, look at your neighbor and say, today, if you will hear His voice. Hallelujah. Do not harden your hearts All right. as in the rebellion. You know what? 
there's going to be people sitting in churches on this Resurrection Sunday hearing the voice of God. Some of you, a lot of you have heard His voice this morning. You've heard it, and the teaching is... Brother Bobby brought to you the teaching lesson this morning. You heard the voice of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You heard the voice of God. You weren't hearing the voice of man. You were hearing the voice of God. God's voice using Him. Amen. Hallelujah. When somebody gets before you and declares you the Scripture, you need to forget about any thoughts being coming from man because it, if it's coming from the Scripture, it comes from God. You've heard, you've heard the voice of God from Brother Darrell led in worship. You've heard the voice of God all through this service and the spirit that's been of rejoicing that's been here. So what I'm telling you right now, if everything is not what it ought to be between with you and the Lord, if you don't have that up-to-date relationship with Him, then please... Don't harden your hearts any longer. Because when you harden your hearts, all you are doing is open rebellion to God. If we hear His voice today, and we fail to listen to His voice, I was watching that that movie again, The Passion of Christ and those high priests, Brother Travis. Some of them will walk up they get punched him. Others walked up on the other side and grabbed a handful of his beard and yanked it out. The Bible said they pulled his beard out from the roots. Others still walked up and spit on him. Cursed him. Laughed at him. But today... If we hear His voice today and we do not listen to His voice and follow Him what He is speaking to us, then we are just as guilty. We are, if we get up here today after hearing His voice and we leave this place today without making sure our relationship is not perfect before Him, we're slapping Him in the face. We're grabbing Him by His beard and yanking it out. We're just as guilty. Just as guilty. So we shouldn't harden our hearts as in rebellion of the day of the trial in the wilderness, Hebrews says. We have got to listen to what the voice of God, amen, is saying. The second thing and the final thing I'm going to talk about to you is Christ is our victory. Come on. Christ is our victory. I want to do something briefly. Everybody in here right now, anybody in here who's had to witness the passing of a father or mother in death, I want you to stand to your feet. Everybody who has witnessed the death 
of any, any loved one or family member kin to you any kind of way to stand to your feet. You know what? I hadn't even got to close friends and look around. We all have been affected by this enemy called death. We've all had our hearts broken because of death. We've all have cried and wept the night away because of death. Thank you. You can be seated. But Brother Darrell, Christ is our victory. The latest one, our church family here, that I know if she wasn't with the Lord right now, she'd be sitting right back here this morning. Sister Martha. I loved her testimonies. I love to hear her testify. A lot of hearts were broke when God called her home. But church, Christ is our victory. The glory of the risen Christ is our victory. Put that last scripture up there, Brother Sean. John 11, 23-26. Jesus was talking to Mary at the death of her brother, Lazarus. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. He that he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Verse 26. And whoever lives and believes in me shall what? Look at your neighbor and say, never. Never. What does that mean? I'm going to tell you what it means, Brother Kenneth. Sister Martha is not dead. Her, her body is dead. But man is made up of three parts. Body, soul, and spirit. The body goes back to the ground, but the spirit goes back to God who gave it. When Jesus, now this, this, this was, this wasn't, this wasn't before the resurrection. Before Jesus came and He resurrected. All the death of Old Testament saints, they went into a state of limbo, and uh, they were uh, it was just uh, a state of limbo and unconsciousness. The Bible says while Jesus' body was in the tomb, He went into the heart of the earth and preached to the spirits. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. What happened? See, when man disobeyed God, man gave 
the keys and the control and the dominion over to the devil. He took it. There was no hope. Once somebody died, there was no hope. Jesus, His soul and spirit went down into the heart of the earth. He went into the territory of the devil himself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He walked up to the devil. He yanked the tiki's away from the devil of death and hell. He turned back around, Brother Joseph. He kicked down the doors of death and came walking out with victory. So much power came out with him that the Bible says when he resurrected that some of the people in Jerusalem who had dead loved ones noticed him. They came up and came out of the tombs and began to walk around in the city. Jesus is our victory. Never since that time, people who die, who's got that relationship with God, their soul goes in immediate contact in the presence with God. Apostle Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. They're conscious, they're present, and they're experiencing glory beyond belief. I could get down into some deep things here and give you a lot of scriptures if I had the time to tell you, but I'm telling you that's the way it is. The dead of the lost, the dead of the lost, they go, amen, and they are waiting to the day of judgment. Then they're brought before the white throne to be judged. But those who die in Jesus, <laughs> he says, He that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Come on, give him praise. Brother Darrell, get your guitar, won't you? Get a song, a chorus for us, brother. Let's everybody stand together. This is Resurrection Sunday. And it will be no greater time for anybody here who's never come to the Lord. If you've heard the voice of God at all in this service today, don't harden your heart. If you've never come to Him and asked and prayed the sinner's prayer and through repentance asking Him to forgive you of your sins and Tell him you're going to turn it over to him. Please do so today. Maybe there might be some who have gotten cold, some who've gotten who have backslid or going through other issues in your life. There's no better day than you to walk out of here claiming the victory that Jesus won for you. He did not die. And come out of the grave for you to live your life in defeat. The devil has laughed at just about every one of us at one time or another. Because we've stumbled and we fall. I know there's times the devil laughed at me. I know, I've messed up. I've stumbled. I've, I've fallen. And you know what? He literally laughs. Every time a child of God has an error because he thinks I've got him. But you know what? He only has you if you fail to get up. You can turn. He don't, the devil and all the demons of hell laughed the day Jesus 
drew his breath. They laughed when they put him in the tomb. They laughed when they rolled the stone away. And for three days, there was a party going on in hell. But on the third day, somebody unplugged the devil's amplifier and he quit playing lead. (laughs) I said, somebody unplugged the devil's amplifier and he quit playing lead. Jesus stepped up in the mat and said, I'm here, y'all. Glory to God. And the devil quit laughing then. Don't let the devil laugh at you no more today. Walk out with your victory in Jesus' name. Brother Darrell, sing us. Of course. It's on the keyboard, Brother Sammy. Hallelujah. Let's see. What key? Okay, see. When I 